Today's show is brought to you by Appalachian Trails and Pacific Crest Trails. If you're planning for an Appalachian Trail or Pacific Crest Trail through hike, or know someone who is, these books are a must-have resource. While other tools prepare hikers for the logistical part of a through hike, they fail to ready hikers for the most difficult aspect of a half-year backpacking trip, the psychological and emotional struggle. Appalachian Trails and Pacific Crest Trails are both written specifically to ready a hiker's mind for this life-changing journey. I've received countless messages, emails, and personal thanks from former thru-hikers who have cited one of these two books as a key to their success. Whether you're planning for a thru-hike, are on the fence of whether you want to commit to one, or are supporting a loved one on the trail, these books have proven to be an invaluable resource time and time again. Check out the show notes for direct links to both of these books. The bond that you form with these people, it, it runs very deep. Deep and rich connection. And already it feels like I've known them for so long. Lifelong friends. And these are going to be lifelong lasting friends, so it's, it's really awesome. Correspondence presented by The Trek. Today, we learn all about the social dynamics on trail. Specifically, our hikers let us in on the grouping formations that they've experienced themselves. We learn if they're hiking solo with a partner in a group and why, how the dynamics have changed since the early days of their hikes, the friendships they formed thus far, how it's compared to their pre-trail expectations, and much, much more. In this episode, you'll hear from Frozen, Catherine, Missy and John, Kenneth, Melissa, Nancy, Sarah H., Zach, and Hasmin. Here it is. Hey, everybody, it's Frozen coming at you from Glasgow, Virginia. Hopefully I'm not butchering this town's name, but I probably am. So I'm a little further than six weeks into my thru-hike, and today we're talking about Appalachian Trail groupings. When I first started the trail, I kind of just wanted to do it solo. I have a very, what I thought at the time, a weird hiking philosophy. I pretty much hike all day and then I get to camp maybe an hour or two before dark, eat and then go to bed and get back on the trail real early in the morning. So I hike, I like to hike big miles and I didn't really think that anybody else out there was kind of like me. And I stayed away from the shelter areas because of that, because I didn't want to wake people up and I'm just introverted and I didn't think I'd fit in for whatever reason or not. I wish I wouldn't have done that because I did give shelters a try, a probably about a week and a half into the trail. And the first night I met a great dude. He ended up being called Ty, which stands for taking it easy. <laughs> Uh, the reason why he was called Taking It Easy, because every day for a few weeks, he would say, hey, I think I'm just going to go down to the next shelter. I'm going to take it easy today. And then I'd see him 25 miles later. <laughs> and that was a thing. So he's called Ty. But anyway, I first met Ty. I think it was at Blue Mountain Shelter, uh, maybe. There's so many shelter names out here. But we started hiking together, and eventually we met up with uh, a people named OTB and Togs and IT and KO and all these other people. And we met them going into 
the Great Smoky Mountains section, which to this day I consider to be the hardest challenge that I've ever done on the AT so far. The, the weather in the Smokies was just, it just wouldn't snow. It wouldn't make things easier. It was 31 degrees and rainy and like 40 to 50 mile an hour winds, icy, just very, very tough conditions. But with all of us together going through the same thing, at the same time, we were kind of feeding off each other's, I don't want to be cliche or not, but energy, our po the positive energy going on in the group. And it was just an amazing feeling to be motivated. When one of us got down, the other three or four would pick that person up, you know, grab them by the ear, say, come on, you're doing this kind of thing, you know, forcing them to get their butts moving in the morning. And that was exactly what I needed on day two of the Smokies. I had just gotten soaked. I was just so wet and cold and uncomfortable. And I was glad that my, I'll call them it, I'm glad that my tramily was there for me at that time. So the bond that you form with these people, it, it runs very deep, but you can also just kind of walk away from it too. So it's, it's a hard to explain feeling and I might be the only one that feels like I can walk away from it because I also have a love of, you know, solo backpacking. I don't need to be around people all the time. And in fact, that's just what happened soon after the Smokies. We kind of all split up. We all took zeros to see our family and or and or our friends and, We've recently met back up several hundred miles later, and we're hiking again together, all minus except maybe two or three people. And the same thing applies. We're pushing big miles. We're motivating each other. We're getting each other through. Like today, we had a really, really super foggy, uh, rainy night last night, and it was just miserable today. But, you know, the weather wasn't as bad. So I think early on is, is really when you should meet uh, like-minded people. I, I think they will keep you motivated to the point where you get comfortable with your situations. Now, I haven't had a lot of going into town experience. I've, I've shared the hostels with these people, and it's great to just kind of see them, you know, out of their hiking realm, but I've never, you know, gone out to like a restaurant or a town with them yet. So I can't comment on the social aspects in town just yet. I'm hoping in the next few weeks because we plan on going to Harper's Ferry together, which is in a couple hundred more miles. I'm hoping that one of these town stops, we can kind of get off the trail, get out of the hostels and go have a nice tramley dinner, if you want to call it that. So how do I feel about groupings? I think they are great. I think the connections that you make with these people will last a lifetime. And I definitely think even if you're introverted like me, even if you, you hike like me, I think you should look into and give it a chance when you first start the trail. Anyway, I'm Frozen. I enjoyed this session today, and I look forward to the next one. Everybody, it's Catherine, aka Manhattan, and I'm talking to you from Damascus, Virginia, which is right around mile 470, give or take. Today we're talking a little bit about groups that we've seen forming on the trail. In general, I started off obviously hiking by myself on March 30th. For the first few days, there were 
quite a few people who started right around then. So for the first few days, I was hiking with a group of people who had the same kind of mileage, ended up camping every night. So I, maybe the first four or five days, it was a bit of a natural, natural grouping. Um, I definitely noticed some people who got together really quickly and didn't seem to want to talk to many other folks. Um, I don't know if that was just, you know, you're so out of your comfort zone and you find a couple people who seem like a good fit and then that's all you're looking for or, you know, nerves about traveling alone or what, but definitely some people grouped up right away and stuck together the whole time. The rest of us, I'd say took a little longer to find our groups. By about Fontana Dam, I had started hiking with one guy, Hops, and after that, we ended up meeting a few other people he'd been hiking with, a few other people who were also at a similar pace, and we just, we really clicked. So I'd say for the past three or four weeks, I've been hiking with the same six people. That's about what I expected. Um, I was used to traveling alone, so it, it never really bothered me that much, and I've always felt safe on the trail, so I didn't feel any pressure to group up faster or feel like this is my family and now I can't talk to anyone else. What has been surprising is in only, you know, this is this is day th 37 for me, it's amazing that I've known some of these people for only about three or four weeks, and already it feels like I've known them for so long. Um, I think that's what happens when you spend every evening together, every morning together, see each other a couple of times during the day. So I'd say probably more connection than I was experiencing, but pretty similar to the connections you get if you're, you know, backpacking or staying in hostels elsewhere. There's something about traveling and being on the road together that I guess makes people be generally just friendly and also a lot more willing to get to know other people faster and go a lot deeper. Like, I mean, I guess there is hiker small talk and that's what's the weather, is the shelter full, that kind of stuff. But you also feel pretty comfortable to go pretty deep quickly with the other people around you. Um, we've had a few people who, for one reason or another, got a day ahead, got a day behind, usually due to, you know, recovering from an injury or trying to get a package in town at a specific time. So of the six-ish of us, there's probably five together at any one time. Someone might be a little further ahead or a day behind, but we'll often use days in town and zero days for everyone to get back together again. Um, on the trail, I'd say we all wake up around the same time, make breakfast. Everyone leaves at different times. And since I'm typically slow, I'll see everyone during the day as they pass me. Uh, we'll often stop at a nice spot for lunch or snacks. Kind of if, if someone sees a good place to stop, they'll put their packs down. And as everyone else comes through, we'll take a, we'll, uh, take a break. Definitely if there's a river to jump in or a waterfall, also very popular, especially now that it's getting warmer. And then in town, when we all do stay together, it's usually, you know, we always look for a good coffee place, good place to get beer or a diner if we can. And then it's a lot of you know, pairs or trios walking off and exploring. So there's no pressure for everyone to stay together all the time. Um, some people are definitely going to be picking up the pace after Damascus, which might mean that they leave, which is so sad. But it's hike your own hike, and we're all just cheering each other on. And now that we've made it to Damascus, everyone's feeling like we're all going to make it. So it's a, it's a good feeling right now. I'd also say um, it's pretty easy to tell who you will get along with on the trail. Again, of everyone I've met, there have only been two people 
on this entire trip I haven't had the best interactions with. Everyone else has been great, but you can definitely tell you know, who, who you're going to get along with, who's going to be hiking around the same pace, who has the same interests. So don't worry about leaving alone. You will absolutely meet up with people and they will be wonderful. So that will happen. But also don't force it. Don't feel like the people you're hiking with on day two are necessarily going to be the people you go all the way with. It totally depends. And again, during the day, I don't really hike with anyone. You know, I, I spend my time walking by myself for the most part. And then we all meet up in the evenings. And that helps because it gives me the time on the trail that I wanted. But it also gives me the, the social group to end up with at the end of the day. So I like my little trail family. They're very exciting. Um, can't wait for everyone to start meeting each other's families. People come to meet us at different towns. It's always crazy to imagine someone's parents and then see what they actually look like in real life. So it should be good. I'm looking forward to hiking more with these guys and girls and hoping we can stay together for a while. That's all from Manhattan, signing off. Hello, hello, this is Hot Buns. <laughs> all right, so this is no worries. This is Hot Buns. How's everybody doing? We are coming at you from Boots Off Hostel in Hampton, Tennessee. In the metropolis of Hampton, Tennessee. Really nice trail area, very small town. So today we're gonna touch a little bit on people and groups. Yes. And uh, what's happening out here on the trail. Yes. You hear a lot about, if you're in the hiking community, even a little, or even thought about doing a long distance hike, you hear, especially with the Appalachian Trail, a lot about the, the trail community, how strong it is and how awesome it is. And uh, I'll just say that uh, it is that plus more. Yes. It is it is amazing to be out here. It's very true what they say. There are definitely a lot of groups, a lot of individual hikers, and it all depends a little bit on the speed that you hike. The trail community is truly uh, amazing. And what do I mean by amazing? Um, it is like being around like-minded people. Doesn't matter of age background, ethnicity, gender, wealth, nothing. It is a whole bunch of people looking for fellowship in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Just being extremely sincere and friendly. And very authentic. Yeah, what you get out of that. Um, so we mostly hike in a very small group. Hot Buns and I being a couple, we hike mostly with another couple. But then there's the larger group. You see people every three, four days. And the first time you meet people, uh, traditionally there's just a connection. It's very sincere conversation. There's no small talk. You don't BS. Mm -hmm. um, you just talk about life, why you're out here, yeah. um, you what know, where you you're here? from. You don't talk about work. Work is not discussed. You don't yeah. talk about politics, religion, just you in a sincere fashion. And relationships build fast because of that. Yeah. Uh, everything just gets down to who you are, mm -hmm. what you are, and how much fun you're having out here. Yeah. Or how much of a struggle it is, depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, so even if you're hiking in a small group like us, which might be two uh, additional people or three, uh, there's really a larger group of maybe 15 to 20 that you see on and off and have great relationships with. Yeah. And already the type of relationships that you feel... Um, 
you know, are going to last a while. <laughs> yeah. You, you've talked about histories, childhoods, everything, yes. just because everything starts yes. at a These are lifelong level. friends that you're making out here. This is the, the type of really relationships you wish you had with everybody that you interact with, for sure. Yeah. Now, as you go into towns, um, it, it differs a little bit. You might see some of the same hikers. Um, you might um, run into new people. And in towns especially, let's just face it, us hikers stick out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're grungy. We're smelly. We got backpacks on. Or if you don't have a backpack on, you're walking sore. <laughs> yeah, you've got the hiker hobble going on. So you identify others in town, and you can just walk into a restaurant. You can walk into uh, a public place. You, you just eye each other, mm -hmm. and there's kind of a, a common sharing. You know, yeah. you just instantly Connection. feel at home. Yeah, yeah. it's for it's sure. very interesting. You know, it's it's truly people looking for fellowship out in the mountains and not everybody there are definitely a few out here that keep to themselves and are quiet mm -hmm. but the Appalachian Trail is a very communal trail definitely and you, you find peace with others you don't have to hide anything and you just feel like everybody's very, being very sincere a lot of times once you say hot buns this might change off and on as some people start to hike quicker some people you know get injuries and and have to rest a little bit and um, the people you're immediately around change and you seem to run in them at a later time and you meet new people yeah. and the relationships are quick. It's continually like a revolving door. Yeah. Like, but you then do see some people, like it just happened. We saw somebody that we thought was way ahead of us who actually took 10 days off and she's behind us and just caught up to us and we were shocked to see her. Yeah, she walked up at a hostel sat down and ate lunch with us we haven't seen her in weeks and it felt like seeing your best friend again yeah it's very hard to describe the relationships you build out here and town seems to be a little different um you're more spread out you're at different hotels mm -hmm. you're at different hostels um and and it seems different people head out at different times so towns a lot of time can be the breaking point mm -hmm. or the separation points separation point definitely but the the trail provides you find yourself uh, back with people quickly it truly is one of the oddest things that i found on the trail is the deep intimate conversations and relationships you build so quickly yeah um you it know, just it, feels like you meet your best friend over and over and over like yeah. every person becomes your new best friend it's crazy. that high school friend skip you know the first year and just you you just feel comfortable and relaxed around each other and it's it's really amazing these are going to be lifelong lasting friends so it's it's really awesome it's a surprise you can list watch a bunch of videos and think you know what you're going to run into out here but everybody pitches in they feel a kinship they want to help and support you yes. in any way they can we all have bad days out here we all fight the bad weather yes. we're all injured time to time yes and everybody truly just wants to help the other person yes, out. You really truly want to help one another. You have been there you and want to help it. out. Yep. Uh, it would be fantastic to tell you the truth if the trail community was our overall social community. Yes. Or a little bit better of a mix. Um, there is no sep you know, um, not really a separatizing. Excuse me. Our song, our strong division amongst us. It is like-minded people with somewhat like-minded goals and just out here relaxed to have fun and leaving the drama behind mm -hmm. uh to be going on uh closing in on our second month yeah in a drama-less society yeah. 
That's been the best part, you guys, out here. There's no drama. And you know what? If there is, if you come across a tramily that is having drama, you just hike past them. You don't have to deal with that. Because it's, it's really rare. It's very rare. And you just have to slow up or speed up, and, and you're outside of it. Yeah. Uh, it's truly phenomenal. I don't even know if our words will describe how amazing the Appalachian Trail community is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very self-supporting supporting let me try that again amazing community yes yes uh it's a lot different than i thought it would be but that is about it for us on talking about groups on trail so as always remember to live the adventure and go hit the trail yes Pereiro, aka Moron, coming to you from Bland, Virginia, approximately mile 590. And I want to talk a little bit about groups today on trail. And it's pretty apropos because we actually lost one of our group members today, somewhat officially. So first and foremost, shout out to Snowbird, aka Dad. Uh, your kids, you know, me, Pooh Bear, Forrest, Compton, Stretchman, we miss you, we love you. Uh, we hope to see you again in the future. Um, that being said, uh, I am hiking with a group, which was a bit of a surprise for me. I kind of envisioned myself going solo, but very quickly, within the first week, I met Forrest, and we've actually been hiking together since mile 100. And from there, we joined up with uh, Pooh Bear and our dearly departed Snowbird. Um, and then Compton came along, and now we got Stretchman as well. So group dynamics is actually something I've thought about a lot on the trail, particularly, I think, because um, I watched this little thing on YouTube before I came out here that was about, like, early man and how uh, males would go out from one group and then try to socialize and be accepted by another group of, like, proto-hominid things. And it was just interesting to see sort of how those same kind of, like, mammalian tendencies come out when groups uh, kind of form from nothing you know there's like these like inside jokes and in group versus out group and uh like i remember when forrest and i were uh first becoming um i guess uh dependent on each other um there was we would pass other groups and it was just obvious that they had like their own inside jokes and like little quirky things that they all shared and everything and we didn't really have anything like that quite yet but we've all developed a similar kind of you know uh uh language so to speak that we all kind of share and a similar sense of humor um (laughs) uh especially with snowbird who was from montreal you know us trying to teach him things like um dixie's uh, liberal use of the word y'all and explaining uh southern accents and stuff and what's being said all that you know it all develops naturally but it's just interesting to see how people kind of clump up together and you know aside from the social dynamics uh pace is another big thing that obviously determines who you can hang with and our group is going really really fast and we tend to do long days um and so that's sort of a requirement uh, you, along with like how you fold your toilet paper and if you brush your teeth um the pace is an important part of of being in this group and the group that we have now although recently diminished um you know we all kind of check those boxes and um 
are able to keep up with each other in our various ways. We're actually in town right now. As I mentioned, we're at the Bland Library, which is great. Um, huge, huge recommendation to go into libraries if you go into towns because you can charge up all your devices. Uh, they have great Wi-Fi connection, and this one at least has free coffee. So we've been posted up here since about 4 o'clock, and we were able to wait out a rainstorm, which was excellent, you know, uh, all in the comfort of uh, the four walls of the library. And so our group tends to go through town pretty quickly. We don't tend to actually stay. Um, we do, we've had only one zero in Damascus since starting, and that was after pushing our first 30-mile day. So we try to get in and out quickly and efficiently uh, so that we spend like the least amount of time and money. Um, we're all kind of budget conscious and trying to finish quickly, though you know, not rushing, so that we can... Um, I guess be as frugal as possible while still having all the experiences that are like hallmarks on the AT. So, you know, you do, you see groups um, in town that you kind of leapfrog with back and forth. And some people do get stuck in towns. Um, you know, it just gets really expensive really quickly because, you know, you think about how much a restaurant meal is and then how much a hostel is or a hotel. And then, you know, the resupply that you're doing, all this stuff adds up pretty quickly. So thankfully, all of us have been pretty unanimous on um, like how how we spend our time in town, and um, I think that's actually one of the elements that led uh, Snowbird, aka Dad, to um, have to head on because he's got sort of a, a more aggressive and accelerated schedule than we do, and uh, I guess the uh, the camel's bra- uh, back broke. Um, yesterday he he stayed at a different shelter which was like the first time we'd been apart since uh getting together back in the smokies but you know we all have a very like deep and rich connection you know everyone kind of brings a different thing to the table and i was actually thinking about that um i think it was just yesterday it's hard it's hard to remember when happened or what happened when just because we're like going through so quickly it just feels like everything is just like a continuous experience but um you know the the different elements that people bring like one guy in our group uh compton he's like super diligent with like logistics and he's always suggesting stuff to us like things that we could go do or see or eat which is good because this group is going so fast that you know no one else has that same kind of priority so he's kind of forcing us to stop and smell the flowers or the roses or whatever, which is good. Um, you know, we definitely need to definitely, it's not all about chasing miles every single day. So doing something like this, which going to the library was his idea and his, uh, like, uh, suggestion because he'd been to one previously. Um, this has been really good and everyone else has their own particularities. Uh, you know, I won't go too into detail of who does what just for the sake of privacy but um you know it does feel it's just it's amazing how quickly when you find a group um and the members that join it just it so far it's just felt supernatural or i should say that's two words not supernatural but extremely natural and uh we were all kind of joking yesterday because it was such a hard day um to about who would actually like kind of break first and, and show their ugly side um to the group just because it's been such smooth sailing and uh, this actually came up because I had to hike. I've hiked uh, 18 miles now in Crocs because my shoes um, destroyed my heels over the past two days for some reason. I have my own theories about why that happened, but that's neither here nor there. 
Um, and so that's actually going to be an interesting element of the the group interaction to see, like, because it, it certainly will happen. Someone will get upset. Someone will say something that's taken the wrong way because they're hungry or, like, hot or whatever it may be. And so it will be interesting to see how, like, we all overcome that. Um, we're all pretty good-natured, and we're all pretty level-headed when it comes to you know, uh, uh, understanding that everyone is out here to hike their own hike. And so differences of opinions have to be respected and accounted for. Um, so that's something that hasn't quite happened yet, but again, we're only in the first month of the, the entire journey and we don't even know what's, what's to come really. I mean, more people might join the group, more people might leave, uh, with the coming of trail days. It's interesting to see how we're all going to manage that. Um, just in terms of, you know, staying together after the fact and then also trying to get down to Damascus again. Um, I'm planning on renting a car to make it a little easier for us to get down there and stay together. But, you know, ultimately, we're all out here as individuals that happen to be together. Um, our group doesn't have a name, although we've kind of, like, uh, shopped around a couple names. Uh, let me see. Um uh, this is kind of going long, but a couple of them are the uh, 710 group, which refers to the glazed honey buns, which have been kind of the hallmark of uh, like a good balanced breakfast here because you can start your day with 710 calories. Um, another one is alone together, which is kind of my idea about how the group kind of functions, which is just like following this old thing I think I heard Al just Huxley say about how like uh, slaves enter the Colosseum together, but they're crucified alone. Like, you know, you, you're, we're all out here together and we're going through the same trials and tribulations, but ultimately we're all experiencing it, uh, individually and uniquely. So alone together, AT, Avalanche Trail, you know, it seems like a kind of a cool confluence of, uh, um, themes and, uh, letters. So anyway, uh, yeah, the group, group dynamics is something I've really, really, really been thinking about just organically. So that as a topic of discussion for an episode is great. And with that, from the Bland uh, Library here in Bland, Virginia, I will let you guys go on to the next thing. And uh, yeah, so from Mile 590, this is Moron signing off, and I will talk to you guys a little further down the trail. Bye. This is Banks recording live from Damascus. Um, it is a beautiful day. I am on day 38. We did a Nero into town and are staying at the Dragonfly Inn. I highly recommend it. If you haven't been, it's beautiful. The owner also owns the diner and he's just the nicest man. Um, so I have been hiking with McFly and Evergreen for a couple days now. Um, we hiked our longest mile day yet to the state line. We hiked 25.3 miles to get to the Virginia state line and it felt so good and we were so sore, but we camped on the state line and just had a great night. So that was amazing. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to the Grayson Highlands, which are coming up, I guess, fairly soon. Um, I'm hoping to see some ponies. 
But other than that, um, groups on trail, that is our uh, topic of the day. And it is one that I think I've had a fair amount of experience with um, leaving groups, joining groups, creating groups, the word trammily. <laughs> um, it's been an adventure. And I feel like I can describe each section of the trail by who I hiked it with. So I hiked, you know, the beginning two weeks with my original group and it felt like we were all making the same mistakes and we were able to support each other and, you know, help each other out. And I did the Smokies with one group and then I did, um, you know, Irwin to Boone with one group. And that's how I kind of characterize every section is like remembering who I hiked it with and thinking fondly on those people. Um, I really enjoy hiking with maybe three other people, max. It's like a group of four. Uh, any more than that, and it gets kind of to be a headache, I feel. Um, when we were going into Hot Springs, I was trying to organize a hostel for, I think, 12 of us. And uh, that was the biggest group that I was hiking with. And it was... We weren't all together all at the same time, but it was a lot of people that we were trying to get in hot springs together. So that was a headache, and um, thankfully it worked out. We all went to Laughing Heart Hostel and had a great time. But the planning of that, like planning around 12 people or you know more than five people, is super stressful to me. Um, I like to be able to make decisions. Um, quickly and effectively, and you can't really do that when you're, you, when you have to take more than a couple other people's considerations into mind. So, I think it's really interesting seeing what happens when we hit towns, um, because a lot of people don't like to zero. Um, I'm kind of one to zero in, zero out, um, so that way you kind of get a zero in there. You get enough time in town to consider it a zero, but you don't actually take a zero day. Um, and when you get into towns, you can you can kind of see like, oh, the, the, these people are a day ahead of me, or these people are a day behind me, and you get to see new people, and that's always really fun. Um, or you see people that you've been bouncing around with for a while. Like I feel like in every town I go into, I see noodle harvester and electrolyte and I haven't been purposefully trying to see them. I just coincidentally keep running into them in town. So that's always fun. But I guess like during the day, I'm more of a hike by myself type of person. Um, I will hike with people occasionally, like if we're talking, you know, or like, you know, we want to discuss plans in town or something like, yeah, I'll hike with someone else, but I like to keep my own pace and sometimes I listen to music. Um, but especially in the mornings, um, I like to have like a quiet morning where I can just reflect and be by myself. So typically I'll like be by myself in the mornings and maybe in the afternoons I'll find people and chat and have fun. Um, the bonds that I've made on trail have been way different than casual friends that I've made in real life. Um, even if I've only spent like three days with someone, three days feels like 
forever on trail. And that's kind of crazy to say, but it's so true. Um, and I think that's because we all have like a commonality out here and we all know that like inherently because we're all in the woods hiking the Appalachian Trail and that's like weird to start out with. So we're all doing this weird thing together. So we have that in common and then we just kind of feel out how everybody is from there. It's, it's really nice to hear everybody's different backgrounds and like what brought them out here. Um, and I just feel like everyone's really open to making new friends, um, which is refreshing Uh, I came out here thinking that I would have a really internal growth, sorry, that I would have more internal growth than external growth. And that's turned out to be completely false. I think I've had way more social growth um, than I thought. It's it's been really socially challenging um, as someone who kind of deals with some social anxiety and I've learned how to handle it better, I think. But, yeah. People are just awesome for the most part. I've experienced maybe like one or two negative social interactions and I cut them off at the bud, um, try to shut it down, which has been good. But my struggle with groups I think my one big struggle with groups is that it's really hard to hike your own hike um and I had a conversation with Aquaman about this um we were both feeling at the same time that we were kind of losing our purpose out here um and I decided to stay back from the group and he actually decided to push on from the group um because we felt like we were making decisions Well, no, we felt like we weren't making decisions. We felt like the group was making decisions. So you do kind of have to watch out for that. And if that's how you want to hike, then that's totally fine. You know, that's just not what I came out here to do. I came out here to make decisions for myself and take advantage of that freedom. So that's like one of the negatives about group hiking um, that I've had to deal with. But other than that, it's been great. Um, I've really enjoyed the new friends that I've made out here. Um, There are some that I really think are going to be lifelong friends, which makes me really happy um, because I didn't think that I would be getting that out of this. So I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, This is Binks signing out from Damascus, and y'all will be hearing from me later on down the trail. Bye. Hi, everyone out there in trail correspondence land. This is Dash, and I am still at mile 420 on the Appalachian Trail. And now I have some new through hikers to talk with. And I'll let them introduce themselves, and then we'll get down to some questions. So go ahead and say hello. Tell me where you're from and your trail name. Hello, my name is 
Dynamite, and I am. We are from Houston, Texas. And my name is Dudley Do Right. And you guys are married. We are married. Mm-hmm. Been married over twenty five years. Wonderful. And so you made the decision to hike together. And how did that come about? Well, I think what did it for me was there was a video on YouTube by a hiker in 2016, 2017 named Spielberg. And it was just a five-minute compilation of the trail of his hike. And I brought this up the other day to Mighty Blue, who actually said the exact same thing before I could get it out that in the last 30 seconds of the video, it was sealed for me. Mm. And so I told her I wanted to hike the AT and started watching more videos with her every evening, pretty much. And she got the bug and she goes, you're not going without me. That's great. So have you been happy with that decision through these early days of the hike because they've certainly been challenging with the weather that's a good question (laughs) Uh, I'd say that a couple of times during our hike experience that I probably freaked out a couple times being on a mountain that was uh, really cold and windy and and wet and and it was very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because we started February 17th so that day I said, this is ridiculous. Just get me off this, this mountain. And so that was one time that I was kind of freaking out. And then again yesterday when I fell. So Ooh. yeah, I fell and I, I fell, I did the splits. Oh my gosh. And you know, with my pack being as heavy as it is, it brought me down hard. Mm-hmm. So I, I was very upset and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but now today I'm okay. I want to do it again. <laughs> okay. And as they say, don't quit on, on a, bad a bad day. day. That's right. That's right. So, okay. Um, so as far as hiking with others, do you find yourself in a group? We are. Um, it's kind of a loosely formed coalition that uh, the central part of the group is a trail angel named Jimmy Spillman and his wife named I believe Mm -hmm. and what they do is they help a a core group of people slack packing and support them with helping with uh, the coordination of lodging and where to stay what are the best places to go to etc and he may be managing 10-15 people at a time and he makes recommendations and you can take the recommendations or not, mm-hmm. and we found that uh, 99% of the time his recommendations are great. Mm-hmm. The 1% of the time that they're not great, they're good. Okay. Um, so, you know, that brought us here to this hostel, mm-hmm. and we've, uh, the only problem that we have is that because we are YouTubers, we need to have Wi-Fi, right. and that was the only problem here. But uh, we stay in this group. Uh, We've got several of them that are ahead of us. One of them that we talked to you about earlier that is behind us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we stay in touch with each other. And what's the age range within? Most of us are older. 
yeah. most of us are yeah. over 60. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say, well, one of them is 56 or 55. Mm -hmm. um, but we're older and I think a little bit more careful and so we probably go slower than a lot of the young guys and gals that just tear up the miles. Mm -hmm. And we're hitting, sometimes we hit up in the high teens, but most of the time we're a uh, 12 to 15 mile per day group. Mm. And within this group, are there any people that you've formed special bonds with? We have. Yes. We have. Of course, with Jimmy and, and I believe, but uh, also with uh, Walking Home, mm -hmm. who's walking, literally walking home to Maine, right. and uh, a few other of the guys that are just really spectacular people. Um, we got to see several of the people that we met on the trail twice, like um, Car 54. She's no longer doing it through hike. She's actually going to be doing sections because she has a dog with her, and she found the dog couldn't do a lot of miles. But she's mm, she's okay. living the dream, doing the AT, but in smaller smaller bites. Right. In order to accommodate her dog. Okay. Um, has there been more or less connection with others than you were expecting? I would say, from what the research that we did and all the videos we watched, the development of friendships on the trail comes fairly easy uh, because we all have a unified purpose. Mm -hmm. And because of that unified purpose, we have like-mindedness. And when you start dealing with people that are over 50, I think that they are very settled in what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And so we find a lot of commonality and because of that commonality we develop friendships pretty quickly. Okay. I find it easier to bond with older people, uh, especially the people that are, that are in their 60s. Mm -hmm. We've bonded with another couple that are behind us now. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, that's, I find myself bonding more with older folks. I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you don't see the young people very much because they are so fast. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of come in and out of your life. Yes. Whereas you might hike for several days with someone else that's your pace. Right. And our pace, although it's got to be above 15 in order to to make this hike work for us in a, as a through hike, mm -hmm. we may end up going and doing a flip-flop. We don't know for sure. We're just going to give it time. I understand that when we get into Virginia, we're going to be able to do a lot more miles. And we'll probably catch up and make our average a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. But there were days in the beginning that we had to take zeros simply because of weather. Yeah. And nothing else. You know, we've been very fortunate. We haven't had any major injuries or, or major falls. I've, I've, I've had four falls yeah, so far. I've had three and one recorded on video. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. Everyone can see that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you very much for talking about the uh, groups and friendships on the trail. And it was certainly wonderful to meet you all, since I'm part yes, of the older yes. group <laughs> of uh, hikers on the trail. 
And I have also found it a little bit difficult to um, maintain relationships with the younger hikers mm-hmm. because they are so fast. Yes. Um, but also just my own desire to visit with friends along the way has taken me off trail for some zero days. So I've lost track of some people who have yeah. all moved ahead. Um, but it just means I get to keep meeting new people exactly. <laughs> every time I come back onto the trail. So um, I'm happy with the, the situation, um, even though I do spend most of the days by myself mm-hmm. on the trail. Mm-hmm. And I also step very carefully because I'm alone. Yes. Let's try to be careful. Okay, so this is uh, Dash on the AT signing off. It is Sarah Herman. I am checking in from mile 454 on the PCT um, at Hiker Heaven. Um, Today we're talking about groups on the trail. Um, As you know, I am hiking with my partner, Jess. Um, We started together and uh, we have kind of floated in between a couple of groups, um, but we don't really have a set kind of pack that we have been hiking with. Um, We have people that we kind of see and run into often, um, but not a group of us that either hike together during the days or kind of plan to even camp together at night. Um, And I think the reason for that has been, I mean, twofold, because you have to find, number one, you have to find a group of people where your hiking speeds all match up. Um, you have to have the same goals at the end of the day, um, to get a certain number of miles in and whether that's 10, 12, 15, 20 miles a day, um, you know, that's kind of enough to, to split people up. Um, and then the second thing is time in town. Um, we have spent a lot of time in town, um, and you'll find, you know, some people will stop for a day. Some people won't. Some people will stop for two days, three days. Um, maybe people get sick and have to spend longer. And so, you know, your time in town definitely splits, um, splits up who you're hiking with and, you know, just the ability to, to stay together. Um, but I am here with, what are you going by these days? Karaoke? I'm here with jukebox. jukebox. Oh, jukebox! <laughs> I'm here with jukebox, um, and he is going to talk to us as well about group time. So, um, Hello. jukebox, <laughs> tell us about yourself, where you're from, uh, um, yeah, where you're from, what you're doing out here. Yeah, I'm from Germany. I'm living currently in Bonn. It's southern Cologne. And, yeah, I'm hiking the PCT, and hopefully I will arrive in Canada. <laughs> so, and, yeah, uh, we're talking about groups today, and I found a group and didn't know anyone before I started. Yeah, so started by yourself, and now there's four of you yeah. um, that have been solidly hiking together since when? How many uh, days now, or weeks? Uh, actually... As the group of four, we started out walking together maybe in the second week. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I started with one other guy from Germany. We met at Scouts and Frodo, 
and we realized on the first day we have the same speed and we're exhausted at almost the same time and yeah so the puzzle came together nice and so how has hiking in this group kind of impacted your your time on trail or changed your your expectations i mean coming into this hiking by yourself yeah. and now you've got this solid group of four i mean in the beginning you don't realize that you walk as a group it, it is coming like it, it grows mm -hmm. and uh, also at the beginning you are not sure if you arrive at the same point at the, at the end of the day so yeah it's a growing process and you say yeah maybe we walk two more miles yeah let's see we want to walk three and in the end you met after one and think okay that's the rest of the day so and yeah It develops with the time. When you go to towns, you eat together and you realize, okay, the good things of the trail, like good food, and not just dying in the heat or in the <laughs> cold. Yeah, so that that brings the group closer. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, and so now, um, how has like the group decision-making process been Um Because are you are you determining, you know, how long you want to stay in towns together, how many miles you want to do, you know, where you want to camp each night? It's more of, um, I guess, that decision making process. Yeah, it also develops. I mean, in the beginning, um, some of the groups said, "Yeah, we would just want to stay here." Uh, the other part said, "No, we want to go on." We met on the next morning, but. Um, Then we had this. Uh, we had some tough experience, especially in the snow, at uh, San Jacinto and Mount Baden-Powell, and we realized we have to stick together in these parts because otherwise it can be really dangerous uh, when you slip out in the fog and crash against the tree and nobody sees where you are. Uh, it can be dangerous. So, and these moments we realized, okay, it's it's good to walk as a group, and yeah, to spend time together and. We realized after time, yeah, let's let's walk together and try to try to figure out next steps or where we can go next. Uh, how many miles we want to do? Do we have to resupply for four days or for five days? Some said, oh, five. We need five. Oh no, we need four. In the end, everyone bought for five days. We arrived after four. I had one day in extra. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a process yeah. and uh, it's it's growing as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, and definitely. You know, in those dangerous conditions, good to always be, you know, surrounded it with other people just in case. Um, and we, Jess and I, try to, um, you know, pair up with people or or join a group for those things like summoning Baden Powell and, um, you know, just conditions where we're not as comfortable. Um, you know, it's always better to be with more people. But yeah, and then I guess one other question that I have is you've hiked, I know you've hiked the Camino yes. um, in Spain. Like three different ones, yeah. Yeah, and so um, we were talking a bit earlier about just the the groupings there in trail, and you also formed, you said, really good bonds with people on the Camino. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, you? yes, of course I can. Um, yeah, my first Camino was in 2012, and uh, I walked with uh, two people, um, and we are still good friends. I mean, uh, one woman from from Canada, another guy from Denmark, and yeah, they also helped me to prepare the PCT. So, and we met a lot. I'm I was often 
or I traveled to Canada to meet her. She was in, in Denmark where we all had a Camino reunion and it's like a, it's like a second family. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you keep updated for that. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and I assume as well here with, you know, even with um, the four of you, or if the four of you don't, um, you know, make it all the way to Canada together or keep going, but these um, these bonds that you've formed even already, yeah. you know, will probably yeah. last for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. You, you never know that, but um, if, if there's the will from every side, mm -hmm. from all the people, you can definitely have as much as re as much reunions as you want. Yeah. So. And it, it will be always fun because you you can remind to the stories you uh, you experienced. Yeah. And can you imagine how you slipped that Mount Baden Powell? Yeah. Yes, I can remember. So yeah. it's going on like that. And uh, yeah, yep. if you if you imagine to sit as an 80 years old guy in front of a, a camino or in front of a fire and you talk the stories with the friends who are also the same age. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Great. Well, I think that that's it from us this go around. Um, so again, it's Sarah Herman coming at you from 450 on the PCT and we'll catch you later. Hey, what's going on? Trail correspondence. This is Zach Munsell. I am currently checking in at mile 661. Uh, I am getting very close to Kennedy Meadows, which feels surreal. Um, since the beginning of the trip, it's been a big part of, you know, dialogue talking about what are you going to do when you get to Kennedy Meadows. Um, and I'm actually starting to have to figure that out, or I think I have a plan. Uh, I started March 24th, um, so that was pretty early this year considering the immense snow season, that section of the country. And a lot of the a lot of the uh, California uh, mountains have had. And uh, so, yeah, I'm two days out from being in Kennedy Meadows. Um, and I think I will be skipping the Sierra for now. I really didn't want to. Um, but it seems that the Sierra is just not in my cards at the current time. Uh, if I had gotten there maybe in a month, uh, it would be another story. But right now, a lot of the... Um, early resupply roads getting into the Sierra are closed. Um, so I'm looking at like 60 to 100 to 150 mile food carries through snow, which at the time, considering I've had some ankle injuries over the past month, month and a half, I'm just not trying to carry uh, a pack that heavy with like 10 days of food in it quite yet, uh, as well as snowshoes and crampons and an ice axe. So what I'll be doing is flipping up to Oregon and going to Ashland, and I'll be hiking south, I believe, with my uh, trail family. I'll call them that. I know I said I wouldn't in one of the last podcasts, but uh, we've grown really, cr really close over the past month, month and a half since we've been hiking together, and I can now consider them my trail family. Um, and we're at, like, a crazy fork in the road right now where... You know, some people kind of want to enter the Sierra. Some people want to skip ahead. Uh, one girl that I've been hiking with for the longest time, uh, she's going to a music festival once we get to Kennedy Meadows, and then she still needs to figure out where she's hopping back on trail. Uh, but yeah, talking about group dynamics today, 
So what a better time to talk about it than when there's chaos afoot in terms of my group dynamics. Um, so yeah, as you can tell, I'm walking talking right now. Um, but yeah, I've been with two of the same people since day one. Uh, Paul is on one of the earlier podcasts. He's from the UK. He's from London. Uh, and Alex, who is from Sacramento, California, so the Bay Area. Um, and yeah, we're still hiking together to this day. I don't know how many days we've been on trail, but over a month now. Like I said, we started on March 24th. Today is May 6th. Nope, it's May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, but that's really hard to keep track out here. I think just yesterday I got excited that it was Thursday for some reason, only to then learn it was Saturday, which is even better news. But yeah, it's hard to hard to keep track of the day while you're on trail. You're really just focused on hiking and not much else. Uh, somehow you always figure out when it's Sunday, however, aka uh, Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, group dynamics on trail. Really, I've been with the same two people and we've had other uh, folks, you know, coming in and out of our group over the past 400, 500 miles. And about 400 miles ago, I think, uh, right after Cabazon, um, when we got into Mission Creek, I kind of lost my trail family, my group that day. And when they finally found me the next day, I had accidentally went ahead of them. Long story short, but Mission Creek was completely washed out, the trail. So that mean that meant that we had to all bushwhack, kind of, we ended up going into it separately and we all bushwhacked. We had agreed to go six miles and then end up at this campsite. And um, bushwhacking just means that you're going through without a trail. So it's this big wide landscape, must have crossed Mission Creek or little inlets of it or whatever, little streams probably about 20 to 30 times. Uh, and when I finally made it the six miles we had decided on, no one was at camp. <laughs> and apparently the rest of my group had only made it three miles and then kind of had lost steam because it was so difficult and so slow going. Meanwhile, I was bushwhacking through on my own till seven o'clock at night. It was getting dark. And uh, yeah, it was, was kind of scary, but also really fun. Um, maybe type two fun in the moment. I wasn't having the best time, but looking back, it was, it was really fun. Uh, but yeah, I got to camp and they weren't there. And that night... Um, at their camp three miles back, they went looking for me thinking that I got lost in the creek where I just kind of stuck to the plan and went six miles and somehow passed them and they never saw me. I never saw them. Um, but yeah, that night, uh, Frankie, um, who I can't say her first name because she doesn't go by it and Frankie's not a trail name. It's a play on her last name, rolled into camp and she has been with us ever since. So my trail family consists of myself. Uh, Alex, Paul, and Frankie. And right now, as we're getting close to the Sierra, everything's getting dicey. I don't know, we were talking this morning, and it feels feels like we're mostly all on the same page uh, about starting up towards the end of May in Southern Oregon and walking south. But I know Paul kind of wants to go into the Sierra, so he might change his mind at the end of the day. Alex could be you know, of the same mindset too. Um, all three of us really wanted to go into the Sierra until we learned about those long resupplies. Um, and have just seen crazy pictures and have heard accounts of people going in with 
with sleds carrying 16 days worth of food. And it just sounds brutal. And I'm having so much fun out here that I don't really want to subject myself to that quite yet, or maybe ever. Uh, I want to make it through the Sierra eventually, but really when it's more favorable conditions and I can, you know, really enjoy the landscape and maybe do some fishing while I go through there. Um, but yeah, group dynamics are at an upheaval right now. Um, and I guess when I record my next segment in a week or two, you'll know what has happened. Um, anyways, yeah, how, what else can I say, man? Um, I think it's really important to meet a good group of people that you enjoy hiking with out here. It's really helping get through tough times, be it, uh, injury, um, well, typically it's injury for me. I never really have rough times aside from that. I'm always pretty happy to be out here. But yeah, they've been super helpful. Um, climbing over a fallen down tree right now, as you do on the PCT. Um, but yeah, aside from injuries, I'm usually in really high spirits around here. But throughout my trip, I don't think I would have made it as far or had gotten as good of advice as I did if I had been hiking alone versus hiking with people that really care about me and that I care about. Anyways, I'm probably going long, so I'm going to sign off for now. Again, this is Zach Mansell. I am about, I don't know, 40 miles from Kennedy Meadows. Uh, And then I'm probably heading north to Oregon. Crazy. All right. Adios, amigos. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hello, trail correspondents. This is Flamethrower coming at you from Los Angeles, California. I am home. Um, it is day 58 of this through hike, and a lot has happened since we last uh, checked in. Um, I had to bail out at mile 602.5 due to a series of storms that were rolling in. And uh, my hiking partner and I, Burrito, got a ride into town. And so we've been uh, riding out the storm and hanging out with another member of my extended trail family, Gravity. And you will hear from them later. But today we're talking about trail families and group dynamics and how that works. When I started the trail, I had the mindset that I was going solo and that I wasn't going to uh, become particularly attached to any any group and uh, I didn't really want to have my own version of this through hike disrupted by anyone else's timeline or calendar. I, I truly wanted to hike my own hike and 58 days in, I can say that to a large extent, I've done that. However, meeting people along the way that share the same goals and the same uh, style of hiking has been has been just so much fun. And I really enjoyed meeting people from all over the world and just uh, seeing how they approach the trail. So let's go talk to my trail family. So we are with Gravity and Crazy Burrito, and they have both at one 
point been trail, they're both trail family really, but we've hiked together at different points during the trail. At one point we were all together. And so trail families I've come to find are sort of elastic. You know, you hike with a group of people and then you get into town and people have other plans. And and so you don't always stay with the same group of folks. So I wanted to ask you, how did you start the trail and how has it changed in terms of um, forming trail families? So Gravity, what, what can you tell us about that? So when I started the trail, I did expect to like meet people and stuff. But, you know, I'm really glad that I kind of um, met people that I could really hike with and people that were my own pace. So I could um, kind of have a trail family and, you know, it, it's always changing. But I, I have been with uh, one lady for the whole trail so far, Happy mm-hmm. Feet. But mm-hmm. I have met Flamethrower and Crazy Burrito. I met them at different times, but I hiked with them for quite a while. So... It's been really good to meet people and hike with them. And how about you, Crazy Burrito? Uh, did uh, you start with the same people? Or are you hiking with the same people? How has that changed? Over well, there? I started out alone, and then um, on day and on, on day one, I, m- I met some people that I hiked on with a few days, and then basically from day two, I was hiking with this other Dane, uh, Wolfie, and uh, we've actually been hiking together since. But we have days where I've been hiking alone. I went out from town on my own and then I hooked up with them later in the next town or on trail. And also most of the time I I hike alone during the day Mm -hmm. because I have my own pace. And then we meet up for like breaks, like lunch, breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then we have a goal like we are going to camp at this camp at mile something. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we know where each other is going to be. But... uh, yeah, so it, it it depends a lot. It changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I found that to be true as well. Where um, I have the flexibility of having sort of my own time to listen to music or audiobooks or whatever, and then I know that at a certain point I will see my trail family and and we we usually tend to agree on where we'll end up on a given on any given night, um, and so that's how we end up all hiking and camping together. Um, and I found that I started with a different group of people, and when I became injured, they went ahead, and then I continued on solo until I met uh, Happy Feet and Gravity, and then we camped together for a while until that changed as well. And so I think I always went into it understanding that we're all here hiking our own hike, and so there's really no hard feelings if people have to go ahead and or if you have to fall behind because of your own circumstances. And I think, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that's sort of understood. And I think that's, I think it works out because we each continue to have our own goals. Yeah, and some people, they have like time limits here in trail. For example, I have six months visa. Uh, so I need to be out of the country by mid-September. So for me, all this snow that's on trail this year, it means that I cannot spend too much time here. And I'm already behind schedule because I have had some injuries and I had to take some days off. But that also means that I've spent a lot of time with people here and, and the trail family because they also took it slow here before Kennedy Meadows, before the snow. But they know that as when I reach... Oregon, Northern California, an, an area without snow, I'm going to hike 25, 30 miles a day to mm-hmm. to be out of the country in time um, before the, my visa runs out. Yeah. Also, talking about the weather, I think that's 
played a big uh, role in terms of keeping trail families together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, what can you tell us about that? Gravity? Yeah. Well, me personally, I was hiking with uh, you guys for a while, and then you know I got an injury, and me and the, my other person I'm hiking with, Happy Feet, uh, made the decision to skip ahead and and take a time off, and that really like affected you know who we were hiking with and we met a whole nother bubble of people and it was uh, crazy because mm-hmm. you know you all of a sudden skip ahead and there's all these other amazing people that you meet and that was definitely kind of crazy and then the weather you know just throws a whole thing and all of it like you know so yeah some people are skipping ahead some people are going through the sierra so I mean, yeah, I know. Hopefully, you know, I'll see all the people that I've met, you know, on trail. But I know that's unlikely to see them all at once. But it would be good to see them again. Yes, I think we're all... Uh, want to make the commitment to meet up at trail days. Yeah, trail days is... I think that yeah. would be, like, a good yeah. point for all of yeah. us to meet regardless of where we are on trail. Yeah. And so this year, I think it's going to be... There's going to be a lot of hopscotching with, you know, people skipping the Sierra and mm-hmm. and others continuing or, or going... Flipping and going southbound. Yeah. So you're not even hiking in the same direction. Yeah. So that changes group dynamics yeah, as well. For sure. So stay tuned. I mean, we, we don't know how the our trail family is going to look at the end of this through hike. So uh, we hope to um, to keep hiking with each other. And and um, also just wanted to, to talk about the bonds that develop between people. What do you think is going to happen after a through hike? I mean, do, you, do you expect to be in touch with people or not? Definitely. I really I, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so, especially I think it's mm. there's a lot of Danish people I've met out, out here and mm. we are very close already. So I mm. think that we're going to meet up at some mm. point in Denmark, mm. maybe have some Danish trail magic for the future PCT generations of Danes. Mm. But I also think that I will stay in touch with you guys because mm. it's been we spent so much time together. We have yeah. so many uh, memories together. Yeah. And maybe we just mm. email each other. But maybe at some point, if I decide to go back to the States and hide more, I can meet mm. up with you guys and be like, hey, I'm planning on visiting the States again mm. this month. And if you have time, come out, come out and hike. Mm-hmm. We can meet for mm-hmm. dinner or something like yeah. that. So yeah. it's not like bye-bye forever. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And I hope, yeah, that maybe one day, you know, we can all meet up and do some trail magic, you know, yeah. some, somewhere on the trail. That would be fun. Or if I decide, you know, maybe I want to come visit L.A. or Copenhagen yeah. and yes. call you guys yeah. up be like, hey, I'm coming down. You have a home here in L.A. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So that's all for uh, this episode. Um, this is Flamethrower signing out. We'll talk to you soon. And that's a wrap on today's show. In our next episode, we'll check in on our remaining PCT and CDT hikers on how the group dynamics have played out on their hikes. This will be especially interesting considering the high snow levels on both trails, which is essentially a giant pinprick to the hiking bubble. If you enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell family, friends, neighbors, strangers, and players for the Texas Rangers. Also, don't forget to subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Today's show was edited by our guy, Polly Boy Shellcross, who is also the genius behind these tantalizing tunes. You can keep up with the show on Instagram at Trail Correspondence, on Twitter at ThruHikerPod, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Trail Correspondence. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at ZR Davis. 
You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at the Signing off for now. Happy hiking. Thank you.